Hi, Rebels. This Financial Literacy Month, Rebel Girls teamed up with Greenlight, the debit card and money app for families, to bring you everything you need to be smart with your money and to build healthy habits that last a lifetime. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to make smart choices with every penny, whether you're saving for something special or learning to invest. Greenlight gives kids the power to be independent and grown-ups can trust that their kids have money wherever they are. Sign up at greenlight.com slash rebelgirls to get your first month at no cost and start building money confidence for life. Once upon a time, there was a little girl who loved eating pizza with her friends, practicing her round-off back handspring for cheerleading, and joking around. Her name was Amariana Kopany, but everyone called her Mari. Mari was born July 6, 2007. She and her family lived in Flint, Michigan. Mari loved living in Flint. There was always so much to do, like exploring the planetarium or shopping at the mall. Mari could ride her bike through Riverbank Park or have a picnic next to Stepping Stone Falls. In fact, Mari was so proud of living in Flint that she appeared in hometown pageants and people called her Little Miss Flint. This is a story about Mari and her connection to Flint. It's also a story about something we all need in order to survive. Water. When Mari was little, she didn't think much about water. But one day in 2015, Mari noticed that the water running from the faucet in her kitchen looked weird. It was brown and rusty, and it smelled terrible. When she tried drinking it, it tasted even worse. Soon, Mari's family started getting rashes on their skin. Their neighbors began reporting headaches, hair loss, and a burning sensation in their eyes. Even though the local authorities knew about the crisis, at first, nobody stepped in to help. Like Mari and her family, the majority of Flint residents were Black, and many Flintonians were living below the poverty line. Would this kind of catastrophe be addressed faster if it happened in a wealthier white neighborhood? It took a whole year before scientists began testing the water. When they finally did, they discovered the water was contaminated with bacteria and a dangerous metal called lead. Lead is especially bad for children. It can stunt growth and even change brain behavior. The government declared a state of emergency. It wasn't safe to use the water coming out of their faucets anymore. Flint residents had to use bottled water for everything. Not just to drink, but to boil spaghetti, rinse strawberries, wash their bodies, or even brush their teeth. All of their daily tasks became so much harder than they used to be. Every week, the people of Flint had to wait in long lines at government distribution centers to get cases of water for their families. Mari was worried and exhausted. She knew that having clean water was a basic human right. How had Flint's water become contaminated? And why was it taking so long to fix it? 
One day, Mari and her mother went to the University of Michigan's Flint campus, where they joined a group of people protesting and demanding clean water. Winter in Michigan is tough. And that day, it was bitterly cold with thick snow crunching underfoot. Mari was bundled up in a heavy winter coat, mittens, and a warm hat with a tiara on top. She proudly held up her sign that read, Hashtag Justice for Flint, and fell in line with the rest of the protesters. They marched across the bridge above the Flint River, chanting, What do we want? Clean water. When do we want it? Now. One woman held up a copy of her water bill. Someone else carried photographs of kids who've been affected by lead contamination. As Mari lifted her fist and raised her voice, she felt the resiliency of her community coursing through her veins. They were speaking up for their rights, and she felt powerful. I have to tell you about my friend Penelope. She is hilarious. She only eats cheese doodles and canned beans, and she loves to sing and fly through walls. Wait, did I tell you that Penelope is my imaginary friend? Well, she is, but she's totally real to me. Anywho, Penelope and I are very excited because there's a new movie coming out on May 17 all about imaginary friends. It's called If which stands for Imaginary Friends. Pretty cool, am I right? IF is so much fun, with lovable fuzzy giants and bright new galaxies. It stars Kaylee Fleming as B, a girl who discovers that she can see everyone else's ifs. Meanwhile, Cal, played by Ryan Reynolds, can also see ifs. Together, they team up and go on a magical adventure to reconnect forgotten ifs with their kids. IF is from the brilliant mind of writer-director John Krasinski. It also stars John Krasinski, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Maya Rudolph, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt, Aquafina, and Steve Carell, just to name a few. It celebrates the incredible power of curiosity and creativity, and it's definitely a laugh-out-loud adventure for the whole family. IF comes out in theaters starting May 17th and is guaranteed to knock your socks off. What? Oh, Penelope says she wears two pairs of socks at all times. Also, that imaginary friends get limitless refills on popcorn. So join us in the theater on May 17th. Bring your imaginary friends too! Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right. You can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. After that, Mari kept on going to protest, rallying with and for the people of Flint. She even wore her white and purple Little Miss Flint pageant sash 
to show people that she was grateful to represent such a special place. But the water crisis dragged on. For two years, the people of Flint couldn't use the water of their own faucets. In their investigation, the Environmental Protection Agency discovered that the water supply system had been altered to save money. And now, thousands of pipes throughout the city were corroded. They knew the cause of the problem, but still there was no solution. Mari was desperate to find a way to help the people of Flint. Then, one day in March 2016, she had an idea that would take this issue all the way to the top. I'm going to write a letter to the president, she told her mom. Her mom warned her. He gets millions of letters every day. She didn't want Mari to be disappointed. But Mari was unstoppable. I have to try. Mr. President. Hello. My name is Mari Kopany, and I'm eight years old. I live in Flint, Michigan, and I'm more commonly known around town as Little Miss Flint. I am one of the children that is affected by this water, and I've been doing my best to march in protest and to speak out for all the kids that live here in Flint. She sent the letter off in the mail and tried not to get her hopes up too high. But then, a month later, there was a letter in her mailbox from the White House. President Obama wrote back. Dear Mari, thank you for writing to me. You're right that presidents are often busy. But the truth is, in America, there is no more important title than citizen. And I am so proud of you for using your voice to speak out on behalf of the children of Flint. He told Mari that he was coming to Flint to see the situation for himself. He wanted to make sure Flint was getting all the help it needed. Mari couldn't wait. She was going to meet the first black president of the United States, Barack Obama. When the day of President Obama's visit arrived, Mari was a bundle of nervous energy but she put on her official Little Miss Flint sash in a big, brave smile. Mari and her mother went to the local high school and into a brick building with a green roof. When they arrived, there was a long blue curtain with an American flag and the flag of the president. Standing in front of them, waiting for Mari, was President Barack Obama. Mari ran right to him and gave him a huge hug. He was so tall. He picked her up so he could hug her back. I wrote to you, Mari exclaimed. I know. That's why I decided to come. I'm going to talk about you in my speech and all the good work you're doing, the president said. There must have been a thousand people crowded in the school gym. The crowd roared as President Obama walked on stage to give his speech. Mari sat in a special section right beside the president. She listened closely to every word he said. He told the crowd that he recognized the need for change, and he promised he would make sure the drinking water was safe again. Then, he told the audience about Mari and her letter, about her courage and conviction. Mari stood up and waved 
and as the people cheered, she smiled wider, lifting both her hands over her head. Finally, help was on the way. Her words were making a real change. After that visit, President Obama made sure Flint received $100 million to replace all the pipes that were corroded. It took years and years to make the fixes, though. And even then, people found it hard to trust that the water was actually clean, as no one was willing to take responsibility for the disaster in the first place. So, Mari teamed up with a company that makes water filters. Together, they worked hard to get the filters donated to American families in need. As Mari has gotten older, she's found many other causes that she feels passionate about, like the climate, racial justice, gender equality, and anti-bullying. She's given out more than 17,000 backpacks stuffed with school supplies so kids have what they need to succeed in school. And she organizes toy drives to make sure everyone has a treat around the holidays. Mari knows that making change is hard work. Sometimes, grown-ups talk down to her or don't listen at all. Some people even call her names. But Mari doesn't give up. She knows her words are powerful, and she makes sure she's heard. As Mari says, if they don't give you a seat at the table, stand on it with a megaphone. So listen up, world. Little Miss Flint has a big voice, big dreams, and a big rebel spirit. This podcast is a production of Rebel Girls. It's based on the book series, Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. The story was produced by Haley Dapkis with sound design and mixing by Mumble Media. It was written by April Lee and edited by Abby Schur. Fact-checking by Joe Radigan. Narration by Lakira Porter. Original theme music was composed and performed by Electra Barjaki. Thank you to the whole Rebel Girls team who make this podcast possible. Stay Rebel. Thanks for listening to this episode, Rebels. Did you know there's a whole world of Rebel Girls to explore? Go to rebelgirls.com slash more to check out our latest books, t-shirts, crafting kits, and, well, more. Visit rebelgirls.com slash more. Until next time, stay Rebel.